the World Cup games are such a great reminder of a lesson in life that no matter how great a person may be as an individual, without teamwork, it is all moot. This is true not only of sports, but with anything. Anything that requires more than one person to accomplish, the ability to work well with others is just as important as individual skill sets or levels of competence. Now, looking back on yourself, would you say that you're a great teammate? I'm Lena Park, and this is One Fine Day. Welcome to One Fine Day with Lena Park. We started today's show with one of mine. That was Kachi or With You. There are so many things in life that we can't do on our own. So many tasks that seem daunting and impossible alone, but turn out to be doable when you think of it as a team, something that we can accomplish. Oftentimes, even when we want to give up, we are able to move forward thanks to the people in our lives who help us out and give us support. When we look back on everything we've achieved in life, more often than not, we weren't alone. And thinking back on all those people who we're thankful for, it it makes us hope that we too would be remembered by others in a similar way. So on that note, happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope you are presently in great company, surrounded by people you love and trust. So what kind of teams are you a proud part of? Today's One Fine Day has been pre-recorded, so I won't be able to share your messages on the air in real time. But don't let that stop you from sharing something you love about your teams, whether it's your family, your work team, sporting team, or even just your close group of friends. Send your messages on Kong, right on the various message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr, or leave a comment on our latest posts on Instagram at KBS One Fine Day and Facebook at facebook.com slash English KBS. If you have a Korean phone number, you can text me at sharp 8150. It's 51 per SMS and 101 per MMS. Of course, it should go without saying. Your sayonder stories and anecdotes about anything and everything are all welcome as well. Nothing's too trivial to share. Anything goes. All right, in part two of today's show... We'll be joined by Professor Cynthia Yu for our Tuesday segment, OFD and Chill. Stick around to find out which movie or drama she'll tell us about today. All right, let's listen to a song. Here is Noah with their rendition of the song, Hamke, Together. We just heard Noel with their song, Hamke, or Together. And next up, we will listen to some songs that people sing together. A couple of duets to be more specific. First up is My Love by Lee Seung and Taehyung. Now, Lee Seung initially released the song as a solo song in 2013. It was the title track of his 11th studio album. But... In 2020, he recorded and released a duet version of the song with Taeyeon of Sonyoshide as part of a special album celebrating the 35th anniversary of his debut. After that, we'll listen to another duet number called Duet. Now, this song, too, was first released as a solo number by singer-songwriter Lee Ji-hyung back in 2014. But he rearranged the song and recruited Kwon Jina to give the song new life as a duet. 
and that new version was released as a single in 2015. So without further ado, let's listen to Lee Seung-chul and Taeyeon singing My Love. After that, Lee Ji-hyung and Kwon Jin-ha performing duet. We just heard duet by Lee Ji-hyung and Kwon Jin-ha. And before that, My Love by Lee Seung-chul and Taeyeon. It's time for our usual announcement. Send your messages on Kong, comment on our SNS posts, write on any of the message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr, or if you're in Korea, you can even send me a text to SHARP8150, and you will be automatically entered into our daily prize draw. Prize winners are selected each day after the show. So if you've sent in any feedback, don't forget to check the notice section on our webpage. If you see your screen name or part of your phone number on the prize winners list, well, send us your shipping info via email so we can send you your prize as soon as possible. All right, for our next song break, here is Im Yong-ung with his new song. It's called Polaroid. You're listening to One Fine Day with Lena Park on KBS World Radio. Reruns of One Fine Day are aired multiple times throughout the day. You can catch them on our website or via our mobile apps like Kong and KBS World Radio on air. Our broadcast timetable is available on the website and these apps, so I hope you take a look. Past episodes of the program are available for streaming in the Listen Again menu on the website or via podcast as well, which means you can listen to us whenever you'd like, wherever you are. All you have to do is look us up wherever you get your podcasts. But keep in mind, the songs that we play on the show are not included in the podcasts due to copyright reasons. I will be right back with today's Parallel Universe after one more song break. First up, here is Minoy with Geujianuke Never Leave Me featuring PH1 and then we'll listen to Chokje with his song Tatete Warm. different but not entirely. Two different songs from two different parts of the world. It's like they belong to a parallel universe. It's time to listen to a couple of songs that are seemingly nothing alike but actually somewhat similar in one way or another upon closer inspection. One K-pop track and one non-K-pop track. It is Parallel Universe. Today, we will listen to a couple of songs about caffeine. We'll start with the K-pop song, Kapain, or Under Caffeine, by our very own Stella Chang. Now, of course, she just released her fantastic winter album entitled Winter Stella last week. You should all check it out if you haven't yet. But this song, Kapain, will take us a little back in time. It was first released as a single in 2018 and was also later included on her 2019 EP entitled Yuhe Murjir or Hazardous Materials. On the album, she introduced the song like this. A partner in life that is stained by crash studying. I was able to get a diploma thanks to it, but it also gave me dark circles under my eyes. Let's try not to procrastinate to a point where we'd have to stay up all night. Sleep is precious. <laughs> this sounds like Stella, right? All right, the song starts out like this. 
I wouldn't have had to increase the amount of caffeine that's in my blood if only I had finished my tasks in advance. I haven't done anything. I can't put it off any longer. I know that tonight is my last chance. So I gotta do what I can right now. Take a sip of coffee. Mm-hmm. As for our non-K-pop song, we will listen to Caffeine by American singer-songwriter Max Drazen. He is a new artist. He just made his debut this year. Music critics and magazines are in love with him. They've been showering him with praise for having a, quote, carefree spunk, a smooth-like-butter voice, and a pop-forward sound, even describing him as the singer who is steadily fastening himself as music's missing link. Yeah, high praise indeed. His song, Caffeine, is only his second-ever single released this summer. According to another magazine, this neo-soul-tinged, tongue-in-cheek track tells the story of the up-and-down relationship of a couple with vastly different approaches to life. Let's see what they mean by looking at some of the lyrics. Every time we take a break, you said you needed some space. I said goodbye. You hate the taste and call me in the morning. I guess I'll just come over. I'm not even sober. And I haven't ate a thing. I'm half asleep. The coffee got colder while driving over. So I've had no caffeine. Now I... I couldn't think it over. Because I've had no caffeine. Mm. A lot of storytelling element in those lyrics. It'll be fun to listen to it. Let's listen now to these two songs. Got Pain Under Caffeine by Stella Jung and Caffeine by Max Drazen. That was Caffeine by Max Drazen, and before that, Stella Jung with Gapain or Under Caffeine. Those were the Parallel Universe songs of the day. Now, coming up in part two, our expert with impeccable taste, Professor Cynthia Yu will join me in the studio for OFD and Chill, so don't change the channel. For now, I'll wrap up part one of the show with Billy Acousti and the song When It's Cold. Welcome to part two of One Fine Day with Lena Park. OFD and Chill is coming right up. Professor Cynthia will be in the studio in just a moment. Now, if you can't decide which Korean movie to watch or which Korean drama to binge on next, which K-star to stand now, maybe you should hear out what she recommends. But in the meantime, if you have any comments or questions, send your messages using Kung or use any of the message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr. You can also leave your stories as comments on our latest post on Instagram at KBS One Fine Day or on Facebook at facebook.com slash English KBS. If you have a Korean phone number, you can also text us here at sharp 8150. A regular SMS text will cost 51 and a long text or MMS message will cost 101 per text. Let's take a quick song break to give Cynthia some time to settle in. First up is Choi Yuri with Dongurami, Shape. After that, it's Cracker and their song, Kuron Nal, One Day, featuring Kim Hoyeon. <laughs> given moment, countless titles are showing at the movie theaters, and even more dramas are there for you to binge. When every one of them is as inviting as the next, how do you decide just where to start? 
Maybe you should first OFD and chill. K-dramas have been huge for several decades, but everyone knows that Korean films are just as awesome. So, whether it be a K-film or a K-drama, and if that one-inch tall barrier of subtitles is no barrier to you, but you just don't know to go, where to go next, what to watch next, OFD and Chill will be your guide. And as usual, our guide and expert with gusto impeccabile... <laughs> It is Professor Cynthia Yu. Welcome. <laughs> I was one. Oh, you defied my expectations. <laughs> yes, I had to. I had to go foreign language for this one. Uh, and listeners will probably get a nice little clue as to what you're going to be talking about today. But welcome back to the show. Um, we are <laughs> officially in it. A week into December. Are you ready? Uh, am I ready? For the end of the year? No. <laughs> of course not. Me either. No. I'm really not. I just, it, time is just oh, so mercilessly going by so quickly. I know. Yeah. Merciless. Yeah, it's mercilessly. It does not care about us at all. It don't care. <laughs> it don't care. Although but, I yeah. do love this time of the year. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the holidays mm, right holiday season is upon us right the christmas mm. lights you know christmas the... carols on the street mm-hmm. and the cafes yeah cafes mm-hmm. that's where i should be yeah doing all my marking and grading nice and toasty <laughs> cafes yes yeah um do you have like a christmas tree out do you do like the whole holiday thing and everything we got rid of our tree mm-hmm. because we would often just leave it there until like past valentine's day right until spring a lot of people who do that yeah but if you do that mm-hmm. it gets really dusty oh does it it does mm. and then you know after a few years mm-hmm. it's like oh that smells you know it's oh well you know it's you creating a smelly tree right and i tried to sort of like dust it out mm-hmm. but you can't because you know it's the leaves they're like tiny little needles, needles. right yes. so this is my sort of piece of advice to anyone mm-hmm. who wants to have a nice Christmas tree. Right. Um, either get a real one or right. make sure you take it down after. Make sure you take it down. And also, mm-hmm. what's really important is proper storage. That's also very mm-hmm, true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we cover ours with um, cloth. Yes. Yeah, that's so the only way you can do the... it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. We, we cover it with a nice kind of like a silky, handkerchiefy kind of scarf thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the, the only problem with the Christmas tree is that it's just this big thing in a scarf, <laughs> covered in a scarf, mm-hmm. for 11 months out of the year. Right. And then for just the one month, it's like a cute little Christmas right. tree in your living room. Um, so I just never really understood the practicality of mm-hmm. having to store that thing. So Have you about thought it. about like those nice alternatives, mm-hmm. like you know the flat ones mm-hmm. with oh you know oh. it's sort of There's like flat trees. Flat. <laughs> <laughs> you can get you can use like real wooden kind of branches, okay. but it creates a sort of more two dimensional tree. Mm. Like, like against you put it the up wall. against a wall, so but, it's like a it's like a relief. Yes, right. that's mm-hmm. right. Um, what I love about Christmas trees are mm-hmm. the lights anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, what I do is I get the Christmas lights out and oh. my favorite ornaments and I do weird decorations all over. Do you really? Oh, it you really did. bothers my husband. You do get into the whole holiday season of I it. I do. Wow, but, that's amazing. Um, but then that's I don't clean it up but still you know, until oh. Valentine's Day. So oh, <laughs> I'm pretty lazy about that. Oh, it's so sweet. You must, but I do love yeah. it. You know, I love yeah. it. Like the, the February doldrums. Yeah. Like it's nice to have a little bit of Christmas. A little Christmas cheer. A little somewhere. holiday cheer. <laughs> Some twinkling lights still here. Like I was always so fascinated by people who are so diligent about that mm. just because I'm not. Yeah, my sister-in-law is the same way, right? wreath on the door oh, right? and mm-hmm. then just boxes of Christmas ornament, beautiful ornaments that's been collected over the years mm-hmm. each one with special meaning and uh, you know ones that her daughter made and etc right. it's, it's just very diligent that's all I can think huh? wow you guys have or diligent. They have the huge sort of socks, right? The present socks. Christmas stockings. Mm, stockings. Absolutely. That's right. 
Oh, that's fun. We can all, we can、um, kind of weave in little holiday things that we like, holiday plans that we like because we are here in it.、Mm-hmm. Only a, less than a month left in the year. Yeah. And only a few weeks till Christmas. If our listeners have any sort of favorite Christmas, you know, dramas or movies, Ooh, or、yeah. even episodes, you know, often these dramas, they may not have a Christmas theme, theme but if. You、They'll、know. have a Christmas episode. Right. Right? That's very true.、Um, yeah, we can kind of start taking little suggestions,、mm-hmm. maybe comprise a little holiday OFD and chill, holiday、right. themed OFD and chill. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> Um, this week, though,、uh, today we're talking about something I'm assuming it's a natural extension of what、right. we discussed on last week's show. Of course, we talked about Tewarjip Mangne Ather, which is like huge and trending、right. and buzzing. I mean, ratings like、mm-hmm. gangster ratings <laughs> because、uh, it's airing right now、uh, only in its kind of like maybe third or fourth week. Right.、Um, but I think still doing pretty well. Yes. And,、uh, you know, we can't ignore the、uh, cute little guy on the poster, the, <laughs> the big, big star of it. And, and so、uh, we decided, I think,、um, we're going to focus on none other than Song Joong-gi. Song Joong-gi. And I like to mention how you mentioned gangsta. Yeah. Because、oh. the drama that we're going to talk about first is、yeah. where he actually plays a gangster.、Oh, he actually、right. plays a gangster. He、right. plays a gangster.、Yes. And also explains、yes. your adjective. My、right? adjective, gusto impeccabile. <laughs> Impeccable taste in、mm-hmm. Italian. In Italian, right? Because <clears throat> in Vincent Joe, he plays the lawyer to an Italian crime. Family,、uh-huh. Vincent Joe, right? Vincenzo or Vincenzo.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was a huge,、right. huge. This was also、uh, not only featuring、mm-hmm. a gangster, but a ratings gangster. Uh, because、yeah. it was just,、um, it was so popular. I actually remember your anecdotes while you were watching、mm-hmm. it.、Um, apparently, people thought it was really funny. Yes. Okay.、Um, it's actually a trait、mm-hmm. of, this, of the writer,、um, Pak、oh. Jebom,、oh. um, who is also a real hit maker、mm-hmm. that, you would,、uh, that Koreans love to use. Interesting.、Um, in, there, there are very common running themes throughout、mm-hmm. his、um, works.、Mm-hmm. They're often about, I don't know, I would describe it like rage against the machine. Like、mm. his dramas are often very critical of Korean society, the、mm. Korean power structure.、Mm-hmm. And Vincent Joe is not, is not different from any、I、of、see. his other works, like I, Kim Gwa Jang or、okay. Yeol Hyer Saje. Yol Hyer Saje. Right. Now, Bak Jae Bum, he is the, the good doctor guy, right? Right.、Okay. Also.、Yes. Yeah. So、mm-hmm. he's a huge hit maker.、Mm. And the PD for this drama also,、mm-hmm. Kim Hee Yeon, worked on very popular dramas like Wang Yiren, Namja,、oh. Tonkot. And I believe the co writer、mm-hmm. also、um, worked with,、um, is, sorry, not the co writer, but、mm-hmm. the co PD,、mm-hmm. recently worked on Chagun Ashider. Oh, Little Woman. Right. Wow. Which explained this sort of cameo ex- appearance by Song j u n g g i Ah. In one of the earlier episodes. That was where the connection was, right, if right, people right. were curious.、Mm-hmm. Ah, there we go. It's all in the behind the scenes.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, a little sort of、um, introduction to the plot.、Mm-hmm. Song j u n g g i is <clears> this. <throat> Um, you know, his name is Pak Chi Young, but he was adopted by an Italian family at an early age when、oh, he turned eight. Oh, he's adopted. He was adopted. So he grew up in Italy. Right. Okay. But then he later joins the mafia and he is kind of taken on by this head of the Cassano family,、mm. the Italian crime family.、Mm-hmm. And so he's renamed Vincenzo. Mm-hmm. Casano. Wow. <laughs> Vincenzo、right. Casano. He becomes sort of like the lawyer or the consigliere、oh. <laughs> for the mafia, right?、Mm-hmm. Often, like the mafia, very much like the Korean chabars,、mm-hmm. are very much a family organization. Wow.、Right? Well, that is. Quite a parallel. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, a, that's comparis- a, quite a parallel. That's a comparison that the writer is, is explicitly not so subtly making.、Yes. Uh, in fact, in the introduction to this drama,、mm-hmm. he writes, you know, Koreans 
believe like they're misguided in mm. uh, in their idea that there's no crime in Korea. We have no mafia mm-hmm. or the triad or mm-hmm. you know um, you know yakuza uh-huh. here in Korea. Right. He actually thinks it's not true. We actually have a Korean cartel, mm-hmm. um, and it's run by the corrupt politicians, Mm -hmm. the bureaucrats who work with them, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, even the media and the chebars who, you know, they they don't follow the rules that they make um, and they Mm -hmm. do everything to break the rules, bend the rules for their own ends. And at the wow. at the end, it's really the common folks who suffer. Who suffer. Mm-hmm. So Park Jae-bom, like, you weren't kidding. T- rage against the machine. It really, <laughs> if you look at his work. Right? Interesting. All right. And so we're going to get this biting sort of satire. Of course, right. it's going to be couched in some humor, but uh, right. uh, with some really strong undertones I'm seeing here. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to our first song break, though, and we're going to start things off with John Park. It is from the Vincenzo OST. I'm always by your side. We just listened to John Park with I'm Always By Your Side. It is off of the soundtrack of the drama in question that uh, Cynthia has come to explore and uh, tell us about today. Vincenzo or (laughs) Vincenzo, right? Yes, that's right. So, you know, in our... Earlier, we discussed the basic sort of plot mm-hmm. to the story. Right. You know, Song Joong-ki is a sort of lawyer for an Italian crime family. Conciliere. Right, mm-hmm. that's right. But when the big uh, patriarch mm-hmm. passes away, mm-hmm. um, his biological son is very kind of threatened oh. by Vincenzo. And so he tries to take him out. Oh, Okay. He tries to Take assassinate him, him uh-huh. but it doesn't work. Okay. And so Vincenzo flees to his native Korea oh. because he has learned that there is 1.5 ton of gold oh. underneath this um, very ra- ramshackled sort of, you know, um, plaza uh-huh. um, called Kumga Plaza. <laughs> so this <laughs> is sort funny. of like the really hilarious element. Like... Somewhere in that plaza is are these tons of gold that's so been hidden treasure. Hidden treasure stored by this Chinese uh-huh. triad. Uh-huh. So, you know, oh, crime boss, right? He's trying to launder his wealth mm-hmm. and had decided to hide it in a Korean run, you know, run down Korean you know, business center, uh, a mall, right? A little office plaza right. called Kunga Plaza. Where, of course, it is inhabited by the most quirky, funny, offbeat group of misfit business owners you can possibly imagine. Oh, who bring I see. all the comic element I see. to this drama. I see. Wow. Right? Interesting. So it's going to be just like a little hodgepodge ragtag. Right. Um, not even, it's not a village, mm-hmm. it's not an office building with its employees, but it's a, like a little shopping center, like a, a strip mall right. of sorts. So Vincent Cho, Zhou, or Song joong thinks, you know, once he finds where it is, it should be an easy, you know, these, you know, the shop owners are no match for him, right? right. They're all just very kind of innocent, average Joe guys, right. and, and Vincenzo is this scheming, very clever lawyer. Right. And, He's uh, a criminal. And the criminal and right. devious. And, and he thinks, okay, I'm just going to get the gold and um, outrun my assassin and, you know. Get out of here. Get out. But <laughs> uh-huh. what puts a wrench in his works, of course, of course <laughs> is that a subsidiary of this Babel, Babel mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. so it's some huge Korean conglomerate or mm-hmm. Chebar group, mm-hmm. decided... Called Babel. Right. Not so subtle, Mr. Park Jebum. Right. <laughs> okay, go on. Has illegally taken ownership of the building. Right? Mm. So now he has to fight mm. this group. Oh. And then over the course of a few episodes, we mm. also learn that maybe they have had a hand in the death of his mother. Oh. Grandmother, okay. Right? So now 
it, this kind of um, drama turns into a, what we call a poksuguk or a revenge drama, right? Oh. Where now he has his sights on the Babo group. I see. Um, and the young owners. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants to take revenge mm. on the family. Okay. And he's helped along by folks like um, lawyer Hong Chaeyoung, mm-hmm. played by actress Chan Yabin, mm-hmm. who I think this is her first try at doing a very sort of comical role. Oh. Like comic character. Mm-hmm. Um, rounding out the main cast are also Oh Taekyung. Mm-hmm. Taekyung, he plays kind of a couple of characters, but at, you know, it's not a big spoiler. He turns out to be one of the villains mm. of the show. Mm-hmm. And then Kim Yeo-jin okay. does a wonderful turn as it's kind of strange and like totally amoral unethical, um, you know, former prosecutor uh-huh. who quits the prosecutor's office to uh-huh. join this huge law firm okay. as its new senior partner. Mm-hmm. At first, she seems like, you know, kind of good-natured uh-huh. good uh-huh. and is a huge fan of Zumba. <laughs> so you see her sort of working out right? in her office uh-huh. and you're like, oh, maybe she's kind of like a fun little character. Uh-huh. No. Oh. Oh, that would be a mistake. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So appearances are not, you can't really judge um, going on appearances here. No. Mm. And then, of course, you know, Chuan Char, mm. we see this actor everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And because he's done, he does a great job of playing these really sniveling characters. <laughs> he plays a sniveling kind of lawyer. <laughs> he's actually the boss, the mm-hmm. CEO of Wusang Law Firm. That doesn't make him any less of a sniveling kind of <laughs> ugh, character. Wow. Mm-hmm. Even though he's a CEO. Right. Not the picture of power. And that also s- seems in keeping kind of with Ryder Park's sort of yeah, overall ideology it's, here. It's satire, right? Yes. The bad guys are not to be feared. Yes. They're actually kind of caricatures, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they're also ridiculous. Like Hitler, mm-hmm. of course, the, one of the most evil characters, you know, mm-hmm. in recent history. But he was also kind of comical, too, in a way, right? In mm-hmm. popular media. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... He was caricatured. Right. Yes. In popular media as, as a sort of, you know, comical character. Right. I think that's one way I think, mm-hmm. you know, writers see the bad guys. I see. You know, these, these are not people to be feared, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, what's we we have to mention the Kumga Plaza okay. shop owners. Mm-hmm. There's actors like Yoon Byung Hee, Che Young Jun, Che Dok Moon. A lot of these actors you probably recognize them as supporting characters. You'll see their faces, and right. you'll be like, "Oh, I've seen this right. here and there." And mm-hmm. then character actors working so much right. in Korean uh, drama and film. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But I have to mention, Yu Jae-myung actually has a um, a role here as well, very mm-hmm. early on in the series. Ooh, so love you Yu might Jae-myung. like that. Right? I love that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this drama did extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the finale got 14.6% in the Whoa. ratings. And apparently that made it uh, into the 11th highest rated drama in Korean cable television history. Wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, And it was super popular mm-hmm. among international viewers as well because mm-hmm. it was, you know, shown through the OTT sites, yes. global sites. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it ranked fourth on the list of most viewed Korean series on this site for 2021. Wow. I mean, I do remember in in 2021, Mm -hmm. everybody was watching this. Everyone was talking about the latest episode. I mean, talk about memes left and right. And I was afraid there was going to be like spoilers. But uh, um, yeah, Yeah. I avoided all of them. It was a big hit before Squid Game, I think. (laughs) That's true. That's true. It was right before Squid Game sort of overshadowed everything. I mean, 2021 is an incredible year. I remember Squid Mm. Game and then Hellbound came out. That's right. And then, of course, the zombie fair as well. All the zombie came out. DP came out. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, pandemic aside, right. it was a great year. Mm-hmm. And Vincenzo looked like it was going to sweep everything. But, you know, gosh darn, that squid game <laughs> came in over. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more. And here is one more from the Vincenzo OST. It's La Poem with Lacrimosa. Welcome back to One Fine Day. It is our Tuesday segment, OFD and Chill with Professor Cynthia Yu. Now, we had um, just mentioned, you know, just mentioned Song Joong-gi on last week's show, um, but we wanted to spend our time at the very uh, more underrated, usually overshadowed and yet stealing the show over on Reborn Rich, Mr. Lee <laughs> Sung-min. But of course, we can't take away from conversation, and I'm actually surprised we didn't talk about him until now. It is none other than one of the most beloved young right. male actors here in Korea. It is, of course, Mr. Song Joong-gi. Yeah, and unlike Lee Sung-min, he actually has an eye for, I think, you know, successful films and dramas. Very good point. Yes, very Of good course, point. he doesn't you know, um, do all these supporting roles. A lot of these, like the number of works that Lee Sung-bin has done, mm-hmm. um, Song jung is much more selective in his um, repertoire, in his work, right? right. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, Song jung he started out actually um, as a young son outside of Daejeon, I'm going to his early childhood. He's but from Daejeon? He's from Daejeon. Oh, and wow. I was actually surprised. Yeah. He actually was <clears throat> a athlete, student athlete. Oh. Um, he was very successful in short track speed skating. Oh. As a youth, right? Mm-hmm. And he even represented speed his skating. city at the national level. Oh, wow. But, right. Um, but an injury forced him to give up the sport. Oh. And then um, he got, he sort of focused on his af- academics. Mm-hmm. And actually, he um, got a degree in business administration in Songkyungwan University. Oh. So that is why a lot of folks think he's an umchimna. Oh. Not only is, like, he's just perfect, right? Not only is he <laughs> good looking, well behaved, but. Man, he also went to a good university Mm. with a business degree. Wow. So he actually has a list of nicknames. Mm -hmm. You can guess, you know, what they might be. (laughs) Gochungi. Gochungi. Flower boy. Mm -hmm. Um, Uyubikar, of course. (laughs) Uyubikar, skin like milk. Right. Mm -hmm. Pibuminam, you know. Pibuminam. Um, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because he's really known for his pretty boy image. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, apparently he was the art junk, which means best face, mm-hmm. uh, or umchina, perfect son, uh-huh. um, while he was at school. Oh. Apparently he is the embodiment of soft masculinity, quote unquote. <laughs> right? I can kind of see that, you know. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that just means <laughs> soft, soft masculinity. masculinity. Because when you see Song Joong-gi's face, mm-hmm. there is just no sharp edges anywhere to be found. It everything is. It's is actually true. Everything is round, round. Oh, it is Soft, true. soft. Slack, yeah. slack. Right? Mm-hmm. Like but bubbly mouth, round face, mm-hmm. round eyes. And then when we wanted, and I guess what was the opposite of that? Hard masculinity, that would be chiseled chin, oh, strong nose. That's right, right. Uh, yeah, his bone structure is not chiseled. And Maybe chiseled might be a good sort of contrast yes. to Song Joong-gi, right? Very good contrast. Yes. Yeah, they're both very attractive, but in very different ways. Yes, in very different ways. But yes, that's why the people literally call him. Flower boy, because his face like looks like a flower. <laughs> it's like a little daisy. It's really cute. You want to like put it in your pocket, <laughs> especially when um, yes, especially in his early career. I oh, mean, yes. I think uh, I think it was really the uh, the werewolf boy where right. where everybody just 
nationally, collectively fell in love with him. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his breakthrough <clears throat> role was in Song Kyung Gwan scandal. Song Kyung Gwan scandal. Right? Interestingly enough, because he went to right. He was an alma mater. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He played this sort of rich, lazy mm. playboy mm. in that Joseon era mm-hmm. historical drama, I right? I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had a great role as the young King Sejong in Deep Rooted Tree mm. in 2011. I remember that mm-hmm. drama. Right. I really quite enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, of course, 2012 and his huge role mm-hmm. in Werewolf Boy or Nikte Sonyeon, right? Was this his first film? Yeah. Well, no. He was in earlier films. Okay. But this was the sort of breakout this was role. His, yeah, this was his huge breakout mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikte Sonyeon. Right. And then the same year, he took his first leading drama role in the series The Innocent Man. I remember this drama as well. And he actually played an, kind of an anti-hero character mm-hmm. and then got some praise from the critics and audiences. Uh, the Innocent Man, is that the one in Korean that's called 세상에도, 세상에 어디에도 없는 oh, that's, Yes, I believe that's the yeah. one. <laughs> I, I only say that because, to be perfectly honest, this is, maybe it's TMI, mm-hmm. but 세상에, 세상에 어디, 어, 어디에도 없는 착한 남자. Right is the first K-drama in my life mm-hmm. that I ever binged. Oh! <laughs> it left quite an impression on me. And it was a little bit of makjang going right, on. Right. Yeah. But it was my first exposure to that right. kind of... And I was just... I was like bleary-eyed, like, <laughs> you know, up all night, and then just, I have to watch the next one. And, and then back... This is back when I had to look at streaming sites on right. Korean, Korean, like, subscription services online. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, for me, he will always be that... That nowhere in the world can we find Chaka Nanja. <laughs> I mean, that title was hilarious. It but, was, yeah. But yeah, it was. It had a like really strong story plot, right? Sort of the way it moved along. The twists along. and the turns <laughs> and just, I mean, we're talking like amnesia and this good guy, bad guy, little Monte Cristo, little oh, bit, yeah. Kind of Monte Cristo, oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of Monte Cristo, yeah. Revenge. Um, drama. But I, it was the first time I was ever exposed to <laughs> how, you know, just devious Korean dramas are because they are uh, written to hook you in. And it was, I was, that was you the You got a hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker. But mm-hmm. it was extremely satisfying, too. <laughs> and, of course, Song Joong-gi, mm. he was amazing because he was, at times, you loved him, mm-hmm. you hated him, you... <laughs> And then you're like, how can you be so cruel and look so cute at the same really time? He doesn't really sound like a chakka namja, that's in, why, as you describe him. That's why that's there's the amnesia a coming in. double meaning in that mm. title, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you are the most kindest man in the world. Right. Or there is no such thing as a kind man in the world. Oh. Yes, see, I was obsessed. I was obsessed. <laughs> That, that's my Song Joong-gi story. <laughs> well, we have to talk about this drama later on in more detail, I think. I did not realize. Oh, so this. that was the same year mm-hmm. as Nikte Sunyeon. Yeah, so that was, he thought it was like the most phenomenal year for him. Must, oh, right? of course it was. Um, everybody, everywhere you went in 2012, right. we were all saying, 기다려. Right. <laughs> 기다려. <laughs> uh, and most amazingly mm-hmm. is... Uh, Song Joong-gi's breakout role is in A Werewolf Boy, where he plays a feral man and actually doesn't have a single line in the entire movie. Come on. (laughs) He just, expression, and he just looks at you with plaintive eyes. Right. Blink, blink, blink. And we we all just fell in love. Right. And he did a great job, um, you know, portraying the wolf, right? Mm -hmm. He apparently watched a lot of nature videos and, you know, stray dogs on the street. Mm -hmm. But he also apparently watched Edward Scissorhands. Oh, I can see a lot. And Gollum in Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) I can see a lot of Edward Scissorhands Mm -hmm. in his performance. You know, where he has to just, like, everything that we take for a mundane something, he right. has to look at it as if 
this is the most mind-blowing thing that you've never seen in the world. That's a chair? What? You know, like, he did a good job. <laughs> and of course, Edward Scissorhands <clears throat> also don't, doesn't, didn't talk much either. No, right? yes. No, he didn't talk. Later on a little bit, but uh, all right, we'll be back with more before I get too more, even more excited. Let's listen to Song Joong-gi and Kefi performing The Water is Wide. so cute <laughs> just so cute 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 i have one question because mm-hmm. it's burning in my mind uh because uh i hope i can answer because <laughs> because song joong gi mm-hmm. right now he's currently in reborn rich right and i saw you know him on the poster for that mm-hmm. vincenzo i've seen lots of clips of vincenzo which was uh about last year right and a werewolf boy is very clear in my head how old the heck is he because he looks the same although i you know <laughs> one thing i didn't like about reborn rich mm-hmm. is when you know song jinggi plays his kind of younger self yeah. in the 90s yeah too much photoshop you know oh you know, oh t- you know, because when, they had to make him younger yeah mm-hmm. i really wish korean dramas were a little bit more kind of lighter touch with that because you it, you obliviate their face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just too airbrushed. Right. Way too airbrushed. Usually what they use is, you know, they use those screens. Yes. Apparently you can tell how yeah. uh, how important uh, an actor or actress is in mm-hmm. the role because they'll have like two or three kind of... They're called reflective, scrims. Right. Yeah, reflective scrims. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the lesser actors... No scrims. Act- <laughs> no scrims for them. You, they'll have all their lines, all their wrinkles. You get natural light. <laughs> No scream for you. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, Song Joong-gi got a lot of scrims. Lot of scrims. And then like, too much scrim. <laughs> Song Joong-gi does not need that much scrim. He you doesn't. Know? He really he doesn't, doesn't need it. He really he doesn't. doesn't. But I mean, he just, he has the, just such a boyish look mm-hmm. that, I mean, even now, I mean, he's he's got to be in his late 30s yeah, by now. Yeah, he's, bor- uh, he's born in September of 1985. 1985. So, so I guess he's... 37. Yes. Yeah, so I guess he's getting up in his years, but he's still a young one. He still looks He's like, still a young one. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't look 37. He looks 30. He does look quite young yeah. for his age. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go back to yeah. his career. Yeah. Um, you know, he is actually, you know, he did his proper military service. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually very kind of macho in that way, mm-hmm. you know, and he it belies ma- his looks. Right, he looks like he just sits pretty and reads all day, but he's actually very physically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I hear that he's actually <clears throat> not like macho, like mm-hmm. macho, mm-hmm. but very manja down, mm, right? I see, very manly, mm. and so he made a small screen um, comeback after military service with Descendants of the Sun, what where a comeback, he, where he played a soldier yes right yeah a military officer mm-hmm. and it was hugely yeah. popular 41.6 percent oh my goodness ratings ratings ah. i can't believe this That's crazy right? and he just became Hallyu king wow. through this drama mm-hmm. and then he followed it up with the period action film the battleship island in mm-hmm. 2017 mm-hmm. and then earlier last year he played he starred in the science fiction film Space Sweepers, oh, right? Yes, that Along. was a big OTT popular favorite. Right? Um, you know, for science fiction fans, it's a little bit of a hit and miss, but for Korean fans, okay. I mean, it's kind of a historic film. Yes, it right? was a huge venture on the part of the Korean film industry to tackle this Sci-fi. very untackable, tackleable right? genre. Right, mm-hmm. that's right. And then he followed that up with Vincenzo, mm-hmm. Vincent Joe. And I mean, and then this year it's Reborn Rich mm-hmm. that is actually breaking the ratings um, from Vincenzo. It's wow. overcoming those huge ratings. He's on a roll. And apparently he is set to act in a new criminal thriller film called Bogota. Oh, alongside 
이희준 and k w a n h e o So I'm sort of excited for that as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely so. Um, so we got a lot more coming from Song j u n g i but in our last few minutes, um, Cynthia, you wanted to go and suggest one particular work that Jin- Song j u n g i was in, and we're going like way back to the beginning here. Yeah. Check I out mean, his origins. <laughs> his origin story with yeah. a great KBS drama mm-hmm. called Song j u n g Kwan Scandal. Song j u n g Kwan Scandal. And this, you know, made stars out of its four major stars. Mm-hmm. Um, Bang Min-young, right. Park Yoo-chun, Song Joong-gi, and Yoo Ah-in. Yeah. And in particular, I think Song Joong-gi and Yoo Ah-in had this sort of bromance chemistry. Oh, my gosh. Right? So, yeah. Um, if you are a <clears throat> fan of either of these <clears throat> two <clears throat> actors, I think you would love this m- drama. Wow, yeah, and we're we're going back all the way to 2010 with these dramas. Mm -hmm. Um, How many episodes are there so we know how much time to set aside for our binging? 20. (laughs) Woo! All right. (laughs) And, of course, even though Song Joong-gi went to Song Joong-gwan, we're not talking about that Song Joong-gwan, we're talking about ancient. It's a period piece. In the 18th century, I believe. But this drama is really top-notch. I really? mean, Kim Tae-hee, mm-hmm. the writer, mm-hmm. um, is writing Reborn Rich. Mm-hmm. And the PD, the director, mm-hmm. is Kim Won-seok, who mm-hmm. later worked on, you know, Bi-seng, right. Signal, mm-hmm. My Mister, wow. My Ajishi. My so, Ajishi. we're talking about, like, just a top-notch. A top-notch. Staff and stars cast. So not only do we get to go back to Song Joong-gi's little origins, but the origins of also these fantastic star-making mm-hmm. um, writers and directors. Something to check out. Thank you so much, Cynthia. That was a lot of fun. I got a little <laughs> too excited about Song Joong-gi. How embarrassing. No, uh, you know, I have watched a bit of The Innocent Man, yes. but now you're getting me curious. And maybe <laughs> we'll explore this later. Perhaps. I think we have to, given your reaction. <laughs> no, I'm, it was just because it was my first exposure to it. So it was very new to me. Right mm. Now I'm like a veteran. <laughs> Kind of. Not really. (laughs) Okay, I see. (laughs) Thank you so much, Cynthia. We'll see you next time. All right. All right, taking Cynthia out, here is Kami with You Are My Everything. We just heard Tuedolida or Return by Isengi. And before that, it was Gomi with her song, You Are My Everything. That brings us to the end of today's One Fine Day. Taking us out today, here's Roy Kim with his song, Kinchanul Koya. It'll be alright. And it will be alright. We thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> 괜한 곳에 기대봐도 집에 돌아오는 길